stretch our faith and touch him and, and agree together, I believe it's here. I believe it's here. We're so excited, like I said, to be here. What God is doing across this world. Sometimes we feel like God is a United States God. I've been guilty of that, have you? But I have found out that God is moving everywhere, and I believe we are living in the last days. And I know you've, you've probably been like me, uh, serving God for 50 years or more, and, and you've heard that, but I really feel it. I really feel the time is coming to a close, and that we must work while it is day, because the, what does the Bible say about the harvest is plenty, and the laborers are few. So it's time for us to get busy, right? And so we're excited uh, to get fired up this week. I brought a few things with me. Uh, uh, recently was asked to join the staff of another wonderful ministry. I'm already staff on one ministry, uh, but uh, another ministry, and that is how many's ever heard of R.W. Shambach? From years ago, pastor and evangelist, amen. And I was asked to be director there of the R.W. Shambach Foundation. So I get to to keep that legacy going and, and to travel when I can. And, and, of course, my first ministry is Leon Bachelor Ministries. is the most important ministry. Forty-five years we've been uh, in ministry together. So that's our my number one focus. But uh, next to that is, uh, is to work with Shambach Foundation. So I went before I, I came, and I grabbed some things off the shelf, and uh, I brought such a super deal. I wanted to you guys to get these books in your hands. So I have one of the books by written by Brother uh, R. W. Shambach is talking about a new anointing for this millennium, and I believe that this book will really help you. It'll help you. Sometimes, I, I don't know about you, but the devil sometimes has ha had me feeling weak or powerless until I really know who I am and find out this book will encourage you and fire you up. Another book I brought with me is What to Do When Trouble Comes. And how many knows it's going to come? So don't be shocked or surprised, but this book will encourage you and help you know what to do when trouble comes. Amen. Another book that I can't believe I found is um, how many's heard of Pastor John Osteen? Not this is Joel's daddy. I'm talking about. He's gone on the media's reward. He wrote this book about the Holy Ghost, and he said, not me, but he has been quoted saying this was the best book he had ever written in his life and it's about overcoming hindrances if you're seeking or if you know someone has questions about the the gift of the power of the holy ghost this this little book is it's like gold i'll tell you it's really great another book is called uh as brother shambach wrote it's a 30-day uh power journal about prayer and about other things it's like a daily devotional for 30 days and to top all that off i brought one of my favorite evangelistic messages from pastor from sister donna shambach and it is so leon and i listened to this going to a camp meeting a few weeks ago and i just had found it and i wanted to hear what this said and it was i told her i said this is one of the greatest cds that you have ever preached i mean the girl ain't teaching on this one she's preaching and it will bless you so all of this all together would be over a 50 dollars value but tonight i'm going to let y'all have it for 20 dollars till they're gone okay i brought some packages with me this will bless make a great gift will bless you and how many knows we need to saturate ourselves with good things there's enough evilness out there there's enough uh, trouble and, and things but when we think on good things 
Amen. So when you put that CD in your car, if you, your car will play a CD or at home, it'll encourage you and you'll be shouting the victory. Amen. I'm so glad that I know the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Aren't you? Let's receive the Lord and the evangelist tonight. I believe he has a word. You know, I never know what he's going to preach, so I can be surprised like everybody else. But we love you. We're so excited to be here. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. I'm so glad you're out on Friday night. Amen. You could be at the ball game or at Walmart. Whatever you wanted to do, watching gun smoke or anything. You could, you could do... <laughs> we, we, was in a, we was in a service not long ago and the, uh, the Sunday school teacher was uh, teaching and uh, was, uh, and, and he said something about, uh, you are what you watch. And uh, this old gentleman sitting right behind us, right there on the front seat, he said, well, I'll be John Wayne. <laughs> that cracked me up. I couldn't help it. I died off laughing. <laughs> Hallelujah to God. <clears throat> God's a good God tonight. <clears throat> Amen, amen, amen. Well, we're so happy to be here and just thank the Lord and and uh, appreciate brother and sister Hensley. Amen. How many loves your pastors tonight? Glory to God. Amen. The leaders of this great church and praise God. Hallelujah to God. All right, let's look in Ezekiel chapter 37. Very familiar passage of scripture, but back in December, I was I was really seeking the Lord about I, I was just wanting to, uh, asking God to put something in me to preach to the church for 2019. And uh, uh, the Lord spoke this passage of Scripture in my spirit and I, on, on uh, what I'm going to read to you tonight and minister that I, I had never preached on before. And so uh, uh, up until December, and, and so this year I preached several times and uh but this word will bless you, bless your heart tonight. Very familiar passage. We'll start at verse 1 and go through verse 10. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me in the spirit, set me down in the midst of the valley that was full of bones, caused me to pass by them, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and they were very dry. <clears throat> I think that's the church I pastored. <laughs> and lo, they was very dry. <clears throat> Help us, Lord. And he said unto me, Can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. And again he said to me, Prophesy to the bones and say, You dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, put flesh on you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and a shaking, and bone came to bone. There was a gathering, and bone to bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came, and the sin, sinews covered them, and the skin covered them, and there was no breath in them. Then he said, prophesy to the wind, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds 
O breath, and breathe upon these that are slain that they might live. So I prophesied as he commanded. Breath came to them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. This passage of Scripture has been preached on thousands of times by many, many pastors, evangelists, missionaries. And uh, when the Lord, that's what I love about the Word of God. You, you read it and you think you know what it says, and then God will show you something else. It's such a living word. Amen. It's, it's for a present time. And as I was praying about this, the Lord spoke this in my spirit from verse number 9. He said, prophesy, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds. Come from the four winds. And I want to speak to you tonight on that, on the four winds. To, to prophesy to the four winds. Of the earth. Which way is north from here? I get turned around sometime. Somebody tell me. That way? That way is north? Okay. We're going we're to start, start in that direction. Sometimes I'm walking. I'm real good at directions. My daughter's got a big sign in her living room. When you give me directions, don't use words like east and west. <laughs> but I've always been pretty good about directions and knowing... Uh, what direction I'm going. But anyway, uh, uh, that way be north. So if that's north, that's west, that's east, and that's south. Amen to God. So e Ezekiel, uh, he, he's looking looking at this valley uh, of bones, and you read on, and it said, God said, these are the whole house of Israel. And, and they, they, they've been over here for a good number of years in Babylon, and, and, and one writer, uh, I think the book of Psalms says, and they hung their harps upon the willows, and they, they quit singing the songs of Zion. So if, if, you get a, if you get a people that'll stop playing their instruments and quit singing the songs of Zion, and then they, they, they quit worshiping. And then the next thing, they, they stop reading the word of God. Then they stop attending the house of God. And then they stop sacrificing and giving their sacrifices. There's only one destination, and that's a valley of dry bones. That's the only place you can go is a valley of dry bones. When you cut God out of your life, you're headed for a destination, a downhill. And so they, the, all this stuff has happened to them. And God says to Ezekiel, that's another message I've been preaching lately, but God says to Ezekiel, can these bones live? And he simply replied to him, I don't know, but thou knowest. Lord, I, I, I don't, from my perspective, don't look like much good can come out of this. It's a valley of dry bones. It ain't nothing but skeletons. Uh, there's no praise. There's no worship. There's, there's not anything going on from what I can see. Amen. But only God knows what can take place. And so he told him uh, what to do. And he told him, he said, I want you to preach to these bones. Uh, how many knows preaching still works? Hallelujah. Preaching still works today, church. A lot of folks don't want it nowadays. A lot of folks don't like preaching. A lot of folks don't think, oh, we don't need all that screaming and hollering. We don't need all that kind of stuff. And uh, oh, But I still like preaching. Amen. Preaching is what motivates me. Uh, not just my preaching, but I like to hear, oh, hallelujah. 
There's two kind of preachers that make you want to preach. Them that can and them that can't. And them that can make you want to preach and them that can't make you want to. Give me that microphone. Let me preach. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them that are lost. It don't make any sense why you can scream in here and it come out there, go in here and lodge in here, but it can change lives because there's power in the gospel. Hallelujah. And when the gospel is declared, Jesus said, if I'm lifted up from this earth, I will draw all men unto me. So preaching still works. Hallelujah. That preaching caused the shaking to take place. And them bones all got together. Hallelujah. Amen. Them bones got together. And, but then he looked at them and said they, they, they wasn't breathing. And they were, still, they were still dead. They had muscle and sinew and skin and they was covered over. But they just there. And then he said, what do I do now? And God said this. I want you to prophesy to the four winds of the earth. Prophesy to, to us, it would be like, just speak to the wind. Amen. Jesus said the wind blows where it listeth. And you don't know where it come from. But in this incident, he said, I want you to prophesy to all four directions. And, and tonight I want to put this in your spirit. When I go through these real briefly, don't just say I need this one because I'm not talking about just one direction of wind, but I'm talking about the accumulation or, or, or the conglomerates. conglomerate. I just made up that word. <laughs> the coming together of all four winds to create a revival, a wind of revival. Amen. What, what's going to create a wind of revival? Not just one direction, but all four coming together. Woo, hallelujah to God. Starting off with the north wind. Job said, cold comes out of the north wind. Don't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Amen. When the, when the, we, we call them blue northers in Texas. Amen. When that cold wind starts coming down about November, December, amen, it's coming from the north. Amen. And that cold wind brings ice storms and snowstorms and, and, and cold weather. And it, it can be disastrous sometimes. And what does that have to do with us? I, I, I call this the, the, the wind of repentance, the wind of correction, the wind of repentance. Amen. What, what do we need? One of the most, most quoted scriptures in the entire Bible is, is 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. If my people, my people, not the world, not the sinners, not the honky-tonks, amen, but God's people, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God said, I will hear from heaven. I will heal the I will heal the land. If any, oh, oh glory to God! I I I I so appreciate this church because uh, pastors focuses on prayer, and 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 I've tried to tell people for years, uh, prayer is what dictates what happens uh, in a church and in a community. 
Hallelujah. That cold north wind comes, it's chastisement. It's correction. And chastisement and correction brings us to repentance. And if there ever was a day that we need repentance, we still need repentance. Amen. You don't hear a lot of preaching about repentance. Amen. But we still need repentance. Amen. Everybody, everything happens in people's life. They always want to blame somebody else. But it's not mama, daddy, grandma, grandpa. But it's me, oh God. It's standing in the need of prayer. The psalmist, the psalmist, when he got caught, he tried to blame it on somebody else. But when the prophet pointed his finger and said, you're the dude, he said, oh, wash me, oh Lord. Purge me and cleanse me. Tonight, church, we as a body of believers, amen, when Ezra was looking at the condition that people was in, he fell on his face and he cried out to God, not just for them, but for himself, ashamed to even look around and embarrassed at the condition that it was in. Hallelujah to God. Godly sorrow brings repentance. God's not impressed with anything in our life. Amen. We can't impress God with our good looks. He made us. Or our bad looks or our ugly looks or the good, the bad, and the ugly. Ugly. The pretty, the ugly, and the pretty ugly. <laughs> we can't impress God with our education, our social status, our, our financial status. But what moves heaven is when people repent and people call upon his name. What must I do to be saved? Hallelujah. The great commission is Jesus said, go preach in my name. Repentance in my name. Hallelujah. And so the cold brings repentance. The cold chastisement and correction coming out of the north causes us, I think about 30 times in the Old Testament that the, the, the northern army is referred to as an army coming that's going to bring correction to the Israelites that God will use them. So when I'm prophesying to the north wind, breathe upon us, O north wind, that we might see our condition. It ain't always the stuff that people does. Sometimes it's the stuff that you're not doing. Hallelujah. Like not praying. I'm not talking to any of you. I'm talking to them on Facebook Live. <laughs> Hallelujah. To them that are not praying. To them that are not singing. To them that are not worshiping. To them that are not sacrificing. Oh, hallelujah. You'd be surprised how many people in our society today that don't believe in going to church anymore. You know, uh, we're the church and I just sit at home and watch television preaching. I, I want to tell you that's a bunch of hogwash. This Bible still said gather together in my name. And when you gather in my name, I'll come and I'll be in the midst. God told God told Moses, you got your houses, build me a house and I'll meet my people at my house. He don't want to just come to your house. He wants you to come to his house. Woo, glory to God. I just throw that in there. It just hit me. <laughs> glory to God. When I was a sinner, I didn't like church. I didn't like going to church. But when I got saved, that's the first place I wanted to go is the house of God. That's where I get my kicks and my fix at, is in the house of God. 
Hallelujah to God. I'm addicted to this. Dr. Pepper tried to get me addicted to them one time. I just quit that. So I'm not addicted to anything. Hallelujah. But I'm addicted to this. Glory to God. So prophesy to that north wind and cause a repentance to take place. Lord of heaven, I'm sorry for my slackered life. I'm sorry. You, you, you know, we preach about a lot of things, but if you read the book of Proverbs, God says a lot about laziness. Hallelujah. And if you're lazy in the natural, you're really lazy in the spirit. I found that the less people pray, the less people pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Prophesied to the north wind and blow in here on us repentance. Lord, I'm sorry for not praising you like I should. I repent of not worshiping like I should. I repent of not reading like I should. I repent of not witnessing like I should. I repent, Lord, of not, not sacrificing like I should. I repent, Lord, of not being good to others like I should. Hallelujah to God. I, Lord of heaven. Let us fall into a place of repentance uh, uh, of our lackadaisical spiritual life. And Lord, let this wind blow upon us. I don't know about you, but I want to live. Uh, amen. He said, there's bones there, but I'm going to put breath in them. Uh, they ain't going to live until they got breath in them. Uh, and I'm going to breathe. So the wind and the breath and the spirit uh, is all the same original Greek word. All of them words come from the same original word. The wind's going to blow and it's going to breathe uh, and spirit's going to come into them. Amen. If you want to live and live abundant life, hallelujah, we must walk in a repentant life before God. Let me move on to the west wind. Hallelujah. I like to call this the wind of restoration because when you have repentance, when you have repentance, some people, they, they wait until they get things right to come to God. You got to come in repentance just like you are with all your garbage and all your junk and all, all your messed up life. Just come like you are because when that north wind blows and you repent, the west wind's fixing to blow. And when that west wind blows, oh, hallelujah to God. The book of Exodus said when the west wind blow, it removed all the locusts. It removed that's what restoration is. When you repent and then the wind of restoration comes and blows away all that junk. Blows away all that stuff from your past. Blows away all that mess. Paul said you talk about a messed up life. I counted my life as nothing but dung. But now I'm pressing towards the mark because the wind of restoration has breathed upon me uh, and is washed away uh, and is blowed away all that that the canker worm, caterpillar, palmer worm, uh, all them that has brought destruction and damnation in our life, uh, I'm going to restore. Uh, I'm going to take back from the enemy uh, all that's been taken away from me. Uh, God's going to bring restoration uh, and the glory of heaven's going to come. Uh, what's going to bring it? Uh, it's initiated by my repentance uh, and then the wind the restoration comes hallelujah Jesus said in Luke 12 when you see a cloud in the west know that it's fixing to rain showers are coming showers showers bring restoration 
Now, some of us from the Pentecostal upbringing, we like, like you, you know, in, in church, we, we like it or used to. We, we like it growing up in church, in that Pentecostal church. They like them hurricane moves of God. <laughs> they just want. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about. That's some hurricane moves of God. But all it's got is uh, so many Pentecostal people, they just got an emotional relationship. Hallelujah. Amen. But Jesus said when you see a cloud, then there's going to be a shower. Then there's going to be a shower. I, I, I like that old Baptist hymn. There shall be showers of blessing. There shall be showers of blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Some, and sometimes uh, some of them hurricane moves of God are wonderful. I, I'm Pentecost from my head to my toe, uh, and I like getting lost in it sometimes. I'm, I, I've run around buildings. I've walked on the back of pews. Not lately, because older you get. <laughs> Hallelujah, but when I was young, Brother Rick, I, I just hop up on there and take off. Amen. Amen. Walk. One church I was in walking on the pew and it wasn't bolted down. I just rode it. It laid all the way down with me on it. Hallelujah. Man, then people started shouting. My God, did you see what he just done? I said, if you ain't anointed, don't try it. It'll kill you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there's going to be a shower, Jesus said. What, what, what does shower do? The, 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 them torrential downpours, they just bless you, rain, you just get wet. God, man, God's good. But a shower, it'll soak down. It'll soak down in the root. If you're in a dry spell, you don't need a torrential rain. Just pour down on you and wash off. You need one of them soakers, one of them showers. Just kind of let it drizzle all night long. And by tomorrow afternoon, you'll be perked right up. How your old dead grass will be standing up. Hallelujah, because a shower will get down in the root. And when you repent and restoration comes, he restores. He's a repair of the breach. He fixes all that uh, that's been destroyed. Uh, I'm talking about revival, uh, a restoration. Uh, it, God's touching the backslider, uh, touching those that's wandered way out there, uh, thinking I'll never get back to God. Uh, but God restores uh, in a way uh, that he said this, uh, I will remove uh, your sin as far uh, as the west uh, is from the east. Hallelujah. Restoration. Let the wind of restoration come on me. Let the wind of restoration come on me. I repent and let the wind of restoration. I'm not talking about one wind. I'm talking about wait till we get there. Prophesy to the four winds of the earth. And when restoration comes, you get repentance, you get restoration, and watch what happens. The wind from the east will come, and it brings the supernatural. The scripture says in Exodus chapter 10 
And the east wind brought in the locusts. It was a supernatural thing. And then in verse chapter 14 it says, when Moses led them out of Egypt and they come to the Red Sea and he didn't know what to do. And there's army in behind and ocean in front. How to lift up your staff, Moses. And the east wind blew all night long. And when the east wind blew, when the sun come up, there was a wall of water on the left and a wall of water on the right. Whoa! Hallelujah to God. And the ground was dry. And they went across on dry ground. What, what, what is that? I'm talking about when the east wind blows. God is blowing a miracle in your life. And those miracles come when you bring repentance and you bring restoration. And then when the east wind blows, it brings the not by your might, not by your power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. When these winds get to blowing, oh, great God of glory. I'm talking about the perfect revival tornado. That's what I'm talking about. And when when the climatic conditions get just right, something's about to happen. Hallelujah. Something supernatural is about to take place. When we come in repentance and then we get restored, the miraculous is going to take place. The supernatural, things that are exceeding and abundantly above all that you can ask or think. God's so much bigger than our thinker. We think, well, we think, hallelujah. We'll think about it and we'll pray about it. Have you ever prayed about something and you're believing God and then when it happens, you're texting. You ain't gonna believe what happened. You're, you're sending an email. You ain't gonna believe what happened. I've been praying for this for 10 years and you ain't gonna believe what happened. It's like the church praying for Peter in jail. He's standing at the door knocking and they're talking about he ain't out there. Hallelujah, God will do more than you can expect him to do. He's greater, hallelujah. His ways and his thoughts as heavens are above the earth, so is his above ours. Whoa, hallelujah. Wind of repentance, wind of restoration, wind of a miracle. Hallelujah. Wind of a miracle. We're getting together here. Hallelujah. The perfect wind of revival. Prophesy to the four winds prophesy to the four winds my Jesus number four there's not a whole lot of scripture said about each one of these so that means I don't have to preach very long hallelujah but I think you're getting the point hallelujah repentance restoration and a miracle glory to God and number four prophesy to the south wind and when you have this is the one I really love repentance restoration miracles but the south wind Job says the south wind quietens the earth quietens the earth hallelujah Jesus said Luke 12 and 55, and when, when, when the south wind blows, 
it brings warmth. Quietness and warmth. In the book of Acts, chapter 28, Paul was on a ship and they was going. And he said, when the south wind blew, we set sail. When, when there was a calmness on the waters, when the south wind blew, you, 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 if the church ever needed anything right now, we need some south wind. If we ever needed anything, we need some south wind to blow. Hallelujah to God. We're in a chaotic, messed up, gross, darkness world. And even church folks don't even know what they're going to do. Preachers don't know what they're going to do. Pastors don't know if I can hang on, hold on, turn loose, let go. Amen. So much happening in our society and in our world and all the stuff going on in the political world and everything taking place in the world. But I come to tell you tonight, right in the middle of it, there's some wind blowing. Hallelujah. And there's a people that are called by my name, that are calling upon his name. And there's restoration. I'm going to build a church and the gates of hell shall never prevail against that church. Hallelujah. When I was 17 years old and my life was a wreck and a mess, a living mess. A senior in high school working 60 hour week job living on my own, paying my own bills, paying my own rent, buying my own car, paying my own utilities, going to school full-time, a senior in high school, working 60 hours a week. Parents lived a 1,000 miles away, divorced. None of them want us to live with them. You know what I was searching for? Hallelujah. It's called peace. I was looking for peace because my mind was a battleground. All of hell trying to take us down with it. As a 17-year-old, you know today, suicidal rates among teenagers. You know today, the chaos in this world. Not just old people, but young people don't know what to do or where to turn. Amen. They listen to music and it tells them to kill themselves. But the one singing it ain't never killed herself but we got a world and they're bullied on the internet and we got a world that ain't got sense enough to turn the internet off they just listen to the bully and what we need today is the wind of peace to come the wind of peace because the Bible said if your ways please God he'll make your enemy be at peace with you and he will give perfect peace to whose mind is stayed on the Lord. And I found as a senior in high school, I'd drive up and down the highway, just drive up and down the road trying to find some peace. But I went to that altar. And what I was looking for was peace. I was looking for, that's what I'm looking for is peace because I don't have it in my life. Can't sleep at night. I never got in drugs and alcohol. I had more sense than that. Thank you, Jesus. Man asked me the other day, you ever smoke? I said, yeah, I bought a pack one time. I was driving and I, I, I was about to fall asleep, so I bought me a pack of cigarettes. So that'll keep me awake. I lit one up, took one draw off of it, and I said, you're a dummy. Throwed the pack and the, whole, and the lit one out the window. I wasn't even saved. Hallelujah. I said, Seth, you are stupid. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. My dad drank Falstaff. I took one sip and I said, take a nut to drink that. <laughs> Hallelujah. My stepdads all drank Seagram 7 and Coca-Cola 7-Up. I tried that and I said, now I know why he's an idiot. Hallelujah to God. It ain't never been nothing but trouble. Everywhere you turn is trouble. Hello, trouble. Man born of a woman is few days and full of trouble. And ain't no way you can make trouble go away. Because trouble has a way of finding you. Trouble has a way of coming to your house. It has a way, it, it, it has a way. It'll find you on social media. Somebody will tweet it to your account. Somebody will put it on your Facebook. They'll suck you right into their trouble and you just like a dummy just fall right into that trouble hallelujah but when you have peace amen you ain't bothered by that amen there may be a storm around you but the prince of peace will walk in the middle of the storm and declare peace be still when the wind's blowing the prince of peace he'll solve it all if we need tonight oh prophesy to the four winds what I need is a peace revival to saturate my life. Hallelujah. A lot of us here tonight, you get your kids living good and then your grandkids start acting crazy. How am I going to do anything with them? Hallelujah to God. Thank you. Amen. If, if you let this world it will cause you to be a disaster. And if you followed me around, you would think he's got the most boring life there is because I don't let drama affect me. See, I grew up in drama. After my grandpa passed, and I went to live with mama and the stepdad, and she shipped me off to dad and the stepmama back and forth, back and forth, Drinking, cussing, feuding, fussing, fighting. Life was a living hell. Never knowing when folks is coming home. Got to go look for them at midnight because they ain't got home. Oh, you, you know now why I'm looking for peace. And when I found it, when I found it, Sister Vette in the Lord, he satisfied my longing heart. And if I have to whip the devil every day, he ain't going to take my peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't go for no drama. I don't let drama suck me into it. I don't get sucked into uh, discussions. Hallelujah. One young man come to my house and he said, I need your opinion on the degrees of the tortures of hell. We had a Bible study and we couldn't come up with a conclusion. And I looked at him and I said, son, I got no answer. He said, what do you mean? You're the pastor. I said, let me tell you something. I don't care what they do in hell. I ain't going there. So it don't matter to me what goes on. You see, you got to make up your mind to be like Nehemiah. There'll always be a sand ballot and a Tobiah in your life. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like preaching right now. Amen. The devil, everybody comes in your life wasn't sent by God. The devil has sent people in your life to be a sand ballot and a Tobiah. You ain't never going to make it. 
if a fox go up against them walls, it'll crumble. You ain't never going to be successful. You ain't never going to be a man of God or a woman of God. But if you fall into the arms of the Prince of Peace and let that Holy Ghost win, get you caught up. Oh, hallelujah. And let the showers of blessing, the showers of restoration. Whoa, hallelujah. When I'm at home, I sit in my recliner every night and watch Pat and Vanna every night. It's peaceful around my house. Hallelujah, watching strangers win money. And when they get bankrupt, I go, that's the only unpeaceable thing that happens to me is somebody hitting bankrupt, I don't even know. Hallelujah. You, you, you got to learn as a church that God gave you peace. <laughs> when the annunciation was made to Elizabeth, to Mary, you know what he said? He's coming. You're going to be a child. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Ain't no hell going on in heaven. Why you let it happen to you? God, how are we going to prevent it? Trouble comes. All kinds of stuff will always show up at your door. It just happens. But you can't let it suck you into it. And what's going to help us? Lord, it's not mom or daddy, pastor, Sunday school superintendent, Sunday school teacher, praise team, praise leader, praise worshiper. God, it ain't them, but it's me, oh, Lord. Here I am tonight. Wind blow upon. God, I don't want just one wind. I want the conglomeration of all of it. The four winds of heaven to blow upon me, and as it does, and they stood up, an exceeding great army. Hallelujah to God. Would you stand? Glory to God. Going to give you peace tonight. Hallelujah to God. This Man, this is revival. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Hallelujah. Is anybody in this church that I want to come and stand with? I want the four winds of heaven to breathe upon me. Prophesy to the four winds. Oh, breath, come and breathe upon these that they might live. Hallelujah. Oh, breath, breathe upon these that they might live. Heavenly Father, tonight, here in Abundant Life Worship Center, Lord, here, here in Farmington, Missouri, as the body of Christ stands with their hands raised and the wind I declare the north west east and south wind somebody needs a miracle in their life tonight somebody needs some peace in their life somebody needs you to stand and declare peace be still oh turbulent wind stop blowing oh waves of destruction cease to come on this boat in the name in the name of Jesus I decree tonight. Oh, breath of heaven, breathe upon us tonight. Oh, wind of God, breathe upon us that an exceeding great army will rise up and stand up in these last days full of power, full of authority, full of dominion. Not our might, not our power, but by your spirit, oh Lord, we come in repentance tonight. Your people that are called by your name, forgive us of, of our slackness. 
Forgive us, O oh God, of our weariness. Forgive us. Lord, forgive us in our shortcomings. Forgive us in our failures. Forgive us tonight, O oh God. And breathe upon us, O oh Lord. And bring restoration. Holy Spirit of God. In the name of Jesus tonight. O oh breath of heaven. Breathe upon us. Oh breath, breathe, breathe on us, oh God, 